Hello listeners and welcome to PI Podcast. This podcast is brought to you by Private Investigation and Surveillance Agency. My name's Darren and welcome to episode two. Okay, and welcome to episode two. Thank you for joining me on this episode. So today, today we're going to be talking about process serving a little bit more in detail. Plus, I've got a question that's coming from the public, uh, so we're trying to answer that for you. Um, and also going through a case study off our website to give you a little bit more insight of what we do when we're out on the ground uh, on jobs. So I'll take you through that. Um, so to get into it, to start, we're going to touch on, well, let's go for the, the ask question first. So I've got a question coming from a public, uh, some, someone in the public via email. Um, so the question is, we'll get straight into it. So the question is, can you legally follow someone and record them and video record and take pictures? Okay, so yeah, I've heard this one a couple of times before. Uh, and I've seen it pop up on the Facebook page uh, asking this question as well. So it's a good one. Um, I'm going to answer it. So private investigators, like any person in general public, if you're taking pictures, even a photographer, uh, taking pictures or videoing, um, there's certain things that we have to follow. The first one is what we call RIPA 2000 or the Regulation of the Investigatory Powers Act 2000. So this is, was put in place obviously in the year 2000 um, and this uh, states in there of everything that you should be doing or shouldn't be doing uh, when gathering information uh, or video or um, taking any stills. So within RIPA 2000, Regulation of Investigative Powers Act, um, that gives us the outline of yeah what we can and what we can't do. So we've got to be careful if we're, as private investigators, if we're watching a particular subject, um, that if that subject is with somebody else, uh, we don't know who they are, they're not linked to the case that we're, that we're following um, or taking on for a, a client. We must be careful not to be gathering information on that person because they're not directly involved with the case. Um, so that's uh, what they call collateral in, uh, intrusion um, within the Ripper 2000. So yeah, the, there's certain things that we have to do, we have to be careful with. So following someone out in public, taking pictures. Yep, yeah, if, if there's a reason, a good reason why we're doing it, then yes, we can do it under... Uh, the regulation of investigatory powers act 2000 this covers us um, in public places we can take pictures we can take video um, and follow a person all right comes a little bit different when that person then becomes into their private pro property um, because then once we're in private property um, there's di different things that, that can happen there so you you're intruding on, on their personal space then so you just have to be careful uh, with that so another one obviously when we're out there we're taking pictures with video stills there's a lot of different things now obviously with the GDPR uh, that came out in 2018 
we have to be careful with the evidence that we hold and how we hold it. And that's why all private investigators should uh, be registered with the uh, ICO, the Information Commissioner's Office, to be able to hold data. And once we're done with the data, we must make sure that it is destroyed. So that's under GDPR. Uh, 2018 obviously along with uh, Data Protection Act 1998 uh, we must be seen to be following this as well so as long as we're following um, these regulations we should have no problems and yes the um, the answer to that question can you legally follow someone and record them the answer to that is yes long as we are following uh, Ripper 2000 uh, the Data Protection Act 1998 and GDPR 2018 uh, and, and obviously being registered with the ICO to be able to conduct as a business to gather uh, information on people. So yeah, it's a good question. Just have to be careful as well that, um, you know, if, if someone is really um, aware that they're being under, that they are under surveillance, that um, the surveillance is, is is then stopped, and you have to then rethink of it um, in a different way by maybe using a different agent out there. So if the agent um, feels that the job has been uh, compromised uh, by the subject, and then we must stop that again, because if you continue following someone, you can um, again come under. Uh, sort of following someone when they're not when they're already aware so we've got to be careful because again that's intrusive uh, to that subject once they're aware of the surveillance so again we've got to be aware of that yes yeah, a good question so yeah the answer to that is yes we can follow someone as long as we're following these uh, regulations uh, so next one then we'll go on to the case study so case study number one uh, off our website Okay, so the case study is a matrimonial. Um, so the location of this um, investigation was in Lancaster. Um, and the case objective was to gather information by means of following possible cheating husband in the city, in and around the city of, of Lancaster. So, yeah, um, it was... It was... Going back a few months ago, this one now, um, and uh, yeah, where the client obviously contacted us, suspected a, a husband was cheating, and uh, wanted some evidence on that. So usually, when you do matrimonials, it's not just a case of um, you know someone wanting to catch the cheating husband or the cheating wife. There's usually more behind this and the, the majority of cases that we take on um, involve a little bit more. So usually you've got um, money behind it. So for instance, in this case, you, you've got um, a wife that is, is very wealthy. Um, so she doesn't want uh, this husband who suspectedly is cheating she doesn't want him uh, leaving leaving her with another woman and taking half of what she's worth. So she wants to obviously catch 
the cheating husband if he was cheating uh, and catch him in the act um, so she can obviously go to her solicitor and say that there was adultery involved and that's where we can do a full written report uh, and obviously give this to our clients so they then can go to their solicitor uh, with uh, and carry out the proceedings that they need to. So, okay, so this one took part, uh, oh, sorry, took place in Lancaster um, and we were to gather the information and see whether this husband was cheating. So after discussing the final details with our client, one of our agents was located in the northwest region, arrived in Lancaster. After a short period of time, the subject moved off in his vehicle um, and was then followed by the agent. Um, the subject moved through Lancaster City and parked up um, in a local car park in the city. So the agent uh, pursued uh, and followed the subject there or the, the husband um, that was suspected of cheating. Um, so our agent followed the subject. Um, the subject parked up, got out on foot. Uh, the subject uh, then went on foot and the agent followed the subject to uh, a cafe near Lancaster, near the canal. Uh, the sub subject was then seen by the agent with a female sat down at the cafe just outside near the canal where, where the cafe was in place here. Um, both the subject and the female looked very close. So already you were getting um, evidence here where they're quite close together, they're sat close together, they're holding hands um, and talking uh, whilst uh, sat outside in, in this cafe. Uh, the subject and the female, after a short period of time, left the cafe and both parties, um, both the female and the male uh, subject, walked to their vehicles or what to the subject's vehicles, because obviously here the, 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 the unknown female here was picked up uh, by the subject, uh, by the suspected cheating husband. So we've already got some information here. That he's met up with uh, another lady friend and sat down um, to have a, a cup of tea, coffee, with her looking pretty close. So after that, then they both walk off, they get into his car, and they drive through Lancaster City when the agent then follows on. Um, so the agent follows the subject and the female uh, to a property in Lancaster. So just a, a five five minute drive or so. Um, we've got a yet that the agent follows them to a property um, that looked to be owned by the female. So they both park up outside. They both get out of the vehicle uh, and the female and the subject go inside the property. So this leaves the agent outside waiting. Uh, in this particular case, the agent waited outside for approximately three hours um, before again seeing the subject. The subject then came out with the female of the property and he walked towards his vehicle. Um, they hugged, they kissed, and the subject then left in his vehicle. Um, looking on this one, uh, from all the evidence that was that was gathered, that was gained, uh, the video, photography, uh, everything that was going on, uh, we wrote this up in a report um, with pictures and um, 
you know, sent this off to the to the client, and that came back. She was, yeah, she was confident that her husband was cheating, um, uh, so she took action uh, with our report uh, in court. Um, and went to her solicitor uh, with that report. So yeah, a good outcome in some ways. Um, it, it, she she got what she wanted in the terms of a good written report there by us um, and the evidence that she needed to prove that her husband was cheating. Um, so, yeah, good outcome in that way, but obviously not a good outcome uh, considering that her husband was cheating. So that's one case study. We have got more on our website as well um, and we keep them regularly updated. So take a look on our website. You'll see case studies on there. Um, uh, different things, process serving, surveillance um, and fraud cases that we, we cover. They're all on there. So, yep, that's uh, case study number one. Um, so, yep, please have a look at our website for further um, case studies. Um, we'll keep you updated uh, um, on this channel as well uh, through the PI podcast to let you know when we do update them on a regular basis as well. So next one then, we're just going to talk about process serving. Okay, so process serving. What is process serving? So it's a serving of documents. Um, usually legal documents, court orders, uh, summons of claims, orders to attend court, uh, Divorce petitions, statutory demands, bankruptcy petitions, family proceedings, injunctions, uh, non-molestation orders, writs, um, and obviously serving of documents uh, for landlords. For example, the section 21, the section 8 uh, notice. So we can serve these documents um, to, to a subject... Uh, to get this, uh, these important documents to them and in their hands and obviously get the evidence uh, that we needed while serving these documents. So we serve these documents mainly for solicitors. Um, we've served documents. You can, all PIs can serve documents for solicitors and councils. Um, government departments, charities, insurance companies and obviously the, the private individuals as well. Usually when it comes from private individuals, it can be uh, trying to contact a family member um, or, or something yeah, that's important to them or getting some document to someone that is basically not talking to them or uh, they they haven't seen them for a while and they don't know how they're going to react. So we'll, we'll get asked from private clients to, to deliver these uh, uh, and serve these documents as well. Uh, but like I say, mainly from solicitors, um, we get a lot of uh, legal documents that want serving from solicitors and government departments and stuff um, in that area. Um, so what do you get then? So once you've served these papers, uh, you'll get um, a full written report and that comes with a certificate of service or an affidavit, whatever you prefer, um, you can get one of them to say that, yep, that document has gone in the hands of that person and has been successfully served. Um, so, okay, let's talk a little bit about uh, the cost of process serving. 
So the, we charge £120, that's including VAT uh, within that for two attempts. So if we don't get the person in the first time, um, we will serve or try to serve them a second time for that £120. Um, and when we do serve, uh, obviously, papers um, or documents, um, we also do a bit of in background investigation, talking to the client as well um, and um, trying to see when this uh, the subject to deliver the papers or to, to process the papers to, we want to get them in um, at the right time. So if we know that they work a nine to five job Monday to Friday, we ain't going to go knocking on the door at one o'clock in the afternoon knowing that they're at work. We probably want to process serve the documents to them at work or wait till they get home in the evening uh, when we know that they're going to be in. Um, so maybe knocking on the door quite late at night, eight, nine o'clock at night. Uh, when, when we know they're going to be in. So it's always good to try and get them papers delivered um, and processed on uh, on that first attempt. So yeah, £120, that is more information on our website as well. Um, that's including the VAT. And there's other options on there as well if you want us to continue to, to try and serve. But usually we don't need any more than two attempts to try and serve these papers if we do our... Um, background checks and information as well just remember on that as well sometimes we don't know where this person may live so we can also conduct a trace as well to find out where a subject is uh, residing uh, and then we can um, obviously process serve and serve the documents to them um Moving on then, uh, again, so documents, if if there is documents that you want uh, serving, um, you, you can post these to us, obviously pay the postage and uh, send them to us and then you can send the um, information, anything information you've got via email to us and we'll follow this and uh, take your advice, uh, any client's advice um, to what information they give us and then we can proceed um, and serve the papers successfully the first time. So yeah, you send them to us or we can pick them up for a small um, pickup fee as well. Um, we'll pick the papers up if you can't post them. Um, yeah, or the two, you know, if these documents are really important, you don't want to put them in the post to us. Um, we, we're quite happy to, to pick them up um, for a small fee on that as well. Um, yeah, there's more details on our website. So if you want to uh, go to our website and uh, all our prices uh, for pickups or uh, processing paperwork is all on there as well. Um, just a final one. I just wanted to get this one out here where, while I've got PI Podcast going um, for episode two because uh, we've got a great offer on until the end of May. Um, for all businesses and solicitors um, where the first process uh, serve is absolutely free until the end of the month. So jump on this one. Absolutely free to the end of the month for your first process serve. Um, from This is for um, firms based in Kendall uh, only for throughout May um, and it is to be served within the Lake District. So if you've got paperwork you want serving um, around the Lake District, important documents, whether you're a solicitor, business person, council, government, charities, insurance, 
uh, brokers and you want um, documents serving safely uh, around the Lake District, this is your chance. All right, so you'll get your first one absolutely free uh, if you are based in Kendall. Okay, some more information, like I say, on our website, um, and that's a little bit more in depth about process serving. If you've got any questions uh, at all, please feel feel free to email uh, me. Um, uh, email address is um, uh, on the PI podcast uh, in the description, along with our website as well. So you can visit there. Any questions, just send it through um, via email and we'll get the questions asked. Okay, moving on now and here we are going to go into a quick break and we're going to say goodbye. Okay, and thank you for joining me for episode two of PI Podcast. I'm going to say goodbye now and thank you for uh, tuning in uh, to this episode. Look forward to episode three, which should be coming up in about four weeks' time. I'll try and do it a little bit early if I can. Meanwhile, if you've got any questions, please email me. Like I said, my email is in the description um, and along with our website. Visit our website, keep in touch, uh, keep asking questions, and we'll see you soon.